everybody. Welcome back. Week three. Another week, another tournament. Oh, I mean, this is, I'm exhausted. <clears throat> no, I'm not. It's only week three. Could you imagine <laughs> if I was exhausted already? Ugh, we did four podcasts. I'm done. I mean, it's a lot of work, but listen. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. The discussion, the discussions are worth it. Rich, the engagement with the with the attorneys at law, worth yes. it. Yeah, we're trying it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, we it, might put a poll in this in the old Insta story you, this week. If you've also, if you also have a suggestion for what a fan of the podcast should be called, mm-hmm. like an attorney at law, mm-hmm. um, please feel free to message us on our social media handles or of course email the podcast at the tournament podcast at gmail.com this is the tournament podcast i am trent dozier and she is nia d'amelio and we are the hosts the your humble hosts purveyors of the turn the tourneys and just to you know just to get it out of the way yesterday was trent's birthday uh-huh. so happy happy late birthday trent thanks you're welcome Thank you. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Uh, Shout out to Benihana. That turned out to be way more awkward than I thought or needed it to be, but (laughs) we'll just plow right ahead. I'm excited about this week. Shout out to Rocky Aoki. (laughs) Rocky's Choice. Rocky's Choice. Feeling good in the old tum, you know what I mean? Is it Wolf of Wall Street that has a Rocky Aoki? Okay. Yes. And And we'll get to Wolf of Wall Street one day. Someday. But, uh, you know, The Wolf of Wall Street was nominated for Best Picture Once Upon a Time. And uh, here we are, that time of year. Actually, not that time of year normally in a normal year. Yeah. But it is this time of year. This upcoming Sunday, April 25th, is going to be the 93rd Annual Academy Awards. My Super Bowl. Yes, Mia's Super Bowl. And my Super Bowl is WrestleMania. (laughs) Which just happened. And my WrestleMania is actually... New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom. So when's that? Uh, every January. Ah, so it happened long ago. Yes, my Super Bowl happens before the Super Bowl. Well, what freaking <laughs> da? Uh, There's a little more of a hint for our SNL episode <laughs> coming up. So, um, this Sunday is the is the Oscars. Oh my and, gosh, and I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah, Nia, as she said, this is her Super Bowl, and she's. She's a big um, Oscars fan, a big Academy Award head, Mm -hmm. and I love movies. I love pop culture. Nia loves movies. She loves pop culture. And ever since entering into a relationship with Nia, (laughs) she's really, you know, turned me on to the the beauty of the Academy Awards. And um, this year we watched all eight eight movies were nominated for Best Picture, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's what this tournament is going to be, everybody. This is uh, Witch movie nominated for best picture in the 2021 academy awards is the best movie nominated for best picture in the 2021 academy awards we're gonna pick the award before the award even gets picked and we'll see if the pod which is really the great determiner of all Mm -hmm. (laughs) is uh we'll see how close the academy came to the real prediction (laughs) um Yeah, the, seeing the real, all the the real academy is is you, the listener. You, the listener. This is really, you know, sort of this pod's all about democracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. We voted and we agreed. 
going to see all the Best Picture nominees um, is something that I've been doing probably for five years now. Mm. And, uh, I mean, devastating that I can't see it in a theater. That was like the last thing I did before the, the, the great core, um, (laughs) was see all the best picture nominees from last year. Uh, and it was a bummer that I couldn't see some of these and we'll, we'll talk about maybe, you know, some, some might've hit harder in the theater. Yep. Um, you know, we'll get into it as we usually do. Mm-hmm. But this, I'll do a little, also another fun preview for what's to come, is that this is really our first tournament where the seeding was averaged. This is like, really, we're going to start to show some real math. <laughs> I know we say we always show our work here, because we do. But this, like, math was done. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. Technically, yes. Actually, not even technically. Math was literally done. Uh, it was very limited math, but it was done nonetheless. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, uh, as stated, there are eight films nominated this year. Mm-hmm. And um, we have put them into a bracket. Um, I, in a way, I, I wish I would have, you know, told some of the listen- listenership that we were going to do this. But we've only had the podcast for two weeks, so we couldn't have given everybody a, a bunch of preparation, you know. We've been watching these movies over the course of the last, like, two or three months. Yeah, maybe, like, a month and a half. Yeah. So if you um, don't have an opinion on any of these movies yet, that's fine. Maybe you haven't seen them. Maybe you're not a big movie buff. Some of these you have to pay for. They're not all on streaming services. And we'll get into that. Yeah. But um, if you have seen these, please vote. Um, I think we'll say right now, this will be a spoiler-free podcast. Yes, I'll commit to that. Okay, spoiler-free. So if you haven't Trent seen, Trent these... said that, uh, and it was really a proposal to me. Yeah, it was a proposal. <laughs> so and... I had to think about it in case you were like, "What was that pause for?" An indecent proposal. I was like, mm, "Do I want to ruin it?" Mm, I had to think about it, but I won't. Yeah. So if you haven't seen these movies. Um, I think we would recommend just about all of them. Just about. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, we'll get into it. Yeah, okay. Let's get into the bracket, shall we? Yeah. No more putzing around. I'm so excited. This is um, my bread and butter. Okay. So, the way that the movies were seeded, mm-hmm. we went to Rotten Tomatoes. Heard of it. Rotten Tomatoes is obviously not the end-all be-all for rankings, obviously. Obviously. But for our purposes, uh, this helped us put everything into the bracket. And like we always say, the seed doesn't matter. What matters is what actually happens in the bracket. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. We if it's took, meant to win, it, it'll win. Yes. The thing with the most votes wins. We took the Rotten Tomatoes critics score for the movie and averaged it. With the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Mm -hmm. And then they were seeded one through eight based on their Rotten Tomato average score. Mm -hmm. Does that track for you? Absolutely. And I think that like, man, sometimes I I, I know that people really put, you know, for someone like me who goes and sees all the Oscar movies, you would think that I would really, really value the critic score. And mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I just don't. Because yeah. if audiences don't like your movie, then, like, what's it good for? I personally... <laughs> Unless it's, like, deliberately, like, avant-garde or yeah. something. I don't really value either score 
Yeah. Because I don't care what someone else's opinion is, you know? Wow. I'm going to have to internalize that. Yeah. Because I don't, I care what everybody thinks. Yeah, but, you know, just because a bunch of people hated Step Brothers when it originally came out, <laughs> guess what? They um, were wrong in the end because Step Brothers has really turned around. The, the age is like a fine wine and now people love it, including me. I need to... I need to speak my truth here and say that that was a direct call out at me because I saw Step Brothers once and didn't really care for it. And I'm willing to watch it again. But Trent's entire family makes fun of me for not being like the biggest fan of Step Brothers. Okay, here is the bracket. Okay. <clears throat> we don't have, unfortunately, any fun names for the two sides of the region this week. This is serious biz. Yeah. Um, These movies are all sad and serious. We'll start on the left side. Left side. Strong with, side. <laughs> with the number one seed. Uh, a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 96 and a Rotten Tomatoes audience score of 95 for an average of 95.5. Your number one seed, directed by Shaka King, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two seed with a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 98 mm -hmm. and an audience score of 90 for an average of 94 directed by florian zeller it's the father yes the three seat a critic score of 97 and an audience score of 91 for also an average score of 94 directed by darius martyr it's sound of metal mm -hmm. now you might have noticed that the father and sound of metal both had a rotten tomato average score of 94 what i did here to break the tie was I went over to the old IMDb, mm. and the father got the high, higher seed because both its rating on IMDb and its meta score was higher mm. than Sound of Metal. Mm. Hence, the father in the two seed, Sound of Metal in the three seed. Sorry, Sound of Metal. The four seed, with a 98 critic score and an 88 audience score for an average of 93, directed by Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, in the five seed. A critic score of 89, an audience score of 91 for an average of 90, Aaron Sorkin's The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's very funny that that, that title really does come with... Aaron Sorkin's is part of the title. Yeah. It yeah. really is. <laughs> uh, okay, in the sixth seed, a Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 91 and an audience score of 88 for an average of 89.5 directed by emerald fennel it's promising young woman mm -hmm. in the seventh seed a critic score of 94 and an audience score of 82 for an average score of 88 directed by chloe zhao nomadland mm. and finally we love chloe and finally with a critic score of 83 and an audience score of 60 for an average of 71.5 Directed by David Fincher, it's Mank. The Manky Panky. So that's the seeding one through eight. Here are the matchups. On the left side, we've got the number one seeded Judas and the Black Messiah versus the number eight seed Mank. And they will face the winner of the number four seed Minari versus the number five seed The Trial of Chicago 7. Mm. The right side of the bracket sees the number two seed The Father versus the number seven seed Nomadland. And that will face the winner of the number three seed Sound of Metal versus the number six seed promising young woman mm -hmm. okay we've seen all these movies nia we've seen all of them 
let's go down uh, uh, matchup by matchup, break down yes. break down what we think might happen, and uh, where we where we think this path will take us. Gladly, gladly. But, as always, let's start in the top left with the number one seeded uh, Judas matchup. We got Judas and the Black Messiah versus the number eight seed Mank. Okay. This is so obvious to me, um, and it's Judas. And there's really no way you could think otherwise. Right. Judas and the Black <laughs> Messiah, directed by Shaka King. It was on HBO Max, of course, with the weird little dealings that HBO Max is doing. Windows of like a month movie on their service for a month, and then it's off. It'll be back on HBO Max at some point, of course. I think After the season, I'm sure. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I do think you could buy it on... From HBO Max? No. Oh. Uh, I know for a fact you can't. You can buy it, though, on uh, PVOD or something. Um, you know? Sure. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, of course, is about Chairman Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party and uh, Bill O'Neill, mm -hmm. who... Played by, played by Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Chairman Fred, played by Daniel, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Um, it's a great... Sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's the story of... Well, not totally the story of Fred Hampton. It's the story of both Bill and Fred parallel. It's a very interesting it's really, storytelling style. It is. And that that's the first thing I was going to say about it, actually. So uh, just to shed a little bit of light on our viewing experience the first movie of all these movies that we saw was the trial of the chicago seven mm -hmm. and then right after that we saw judas and the black messiah mm -hmm. and judas and the black messiah takes place during a part of trial of the chicago seven mm -hmm. like chicago seven deals with a longer window of time yeah. but in that window judas is taking place mm -hmm. so um that was interesting to have that cultural context i i thought the judas the way it was shot first of all um, was really like interesting and it and interesting in a way that told the parallel stories of these men. Yeah, like Bill was very, you know, he was always like shadowed and uh, mm -hmm. sort of like in the dark, and Daniel Kaluuya was always like out in the light, um, because he's well, spoiler free, but yeah, well, it's, I was I was literally about to say it's tough to say what is and isn't a spoiler for this because this is history yes it is it is known right um it's like when the crown came out with the new season yeah and everyone was like no spoilers and everyone was like <laughs> princess this dies. straight up happened yeah. 30 years ago yeah um we'll talk we can talk a little bit more about it because i think we both agree that we think this will advance um, absolutely and i think oh we my god both against agree mank Jeez. Well, I think we both agree that this would be our individual picks to advance. Yes. Um, but it's a great movie with great performances. Yeah. Uh, the eight seed here is Mank, um, directed by David Fincher, starring Gary Oldman. Mm -hmm. uh, I, The thing that sticks out to me the most about this is everything, all of these movies are kind of close to each other critic score audience score everything's within like a respectable range and yeah. then the uh, the audience score for mank is 60 and i know you must be thinking in your own personal rankings mank had to take the last spot and uh it didn't it didn't it mank, didn't it wasn't even last on either of our no, lists mank was top four or five for me i'm pretty sure by the end and trent will speak to this 
By the end of Mank, mm-hmm. and in the days that followed, I thought, it wasn't that bad. But for the first half hour, yeah, I was like, I actually asked Trent to turn the subtitles on. Yeah. Because I could not focus... I couldn't hear anything because it's it's incredibly stylized. So Mank mm-hmm. is about Herman, I think. Is Herman, Mankiewicz. Herman Mankiewicz, who wrote Citizen Kane. And if you don't know what Citizen Kane is, you better study up if you want to watch Mank. Because that was its other disadvantage, is that you, yeah. ha- you really have to know a lot about Citizen Kane and Hollywood at the time. Well, and where Orson Welles was coming into that. But, like, if you don't know... That going in, it's going to be really tough to follow at first. Yes. I will say, yes. I think no matter what, it's going to be a little hard to follow at first. Uh, that was pretty unanimous amongst our watching party, was we agreed that no, none of us knew what was going on. But by the end of the movie, we were all very into it. Mm-hmm. I think if you have some understanding of Citizen Kane and or old Hollywood going into it, it will absolutely help you. Yes. I don't think it's totally necessary to enjoy the movie i agree for it but i absolutely agree that it will make your experience better in It'll fact enhance in fact we have talked about going back re-watching citizen kane and then watching mank again and then just to give you one more thing to study and this is this and my big complaint about mank was that they introduced this too late because i felt like this was the core issue of the movie mm. if you want to study up on the good California gubernatorial race yeah. of 1932 or whatever it was mm-hmm. um, when Upton Sinclair ran that race, that will really also help you understand the movie. Yeah. Because that's a really huge part of the movie. Yeah. So. I I would, I mean, I would recommend Mank. I think it's good, but I definitely think Judas is better. Judas is absolutely better. Mank also, and I said this in a breath, but Mank is really stylized. It's in black and white, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But the sound, and this is why you'll need to watch it with subtitles, the sound is purposefully mm-hmm. uh, like degraded yeah, to sound To old. sound like a movie in the 1930s. So it was a struggle if you're just, you know, if you've got 21st century years, which I know you do because you're listening to this podcast. Hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we think Judas and the Black Messiah will move on there, but we do like both movies. We did. They will face the winner of the four versus the five, which is Minari <laughs> versus the Trial of the Chicago <laughs> Seven. Let's just get Trial out of the way. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Mank, if you want to watch, is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Trial of the Chicago Seven, also available to you on Netflix, the mm-hmm. official... Uh, streaming service of the tournament podcast yeah listenership not of the host not our choice um okay trial and i feel really bad saying this because we had people that we knew who were in this movie. yes shout out to mike garrity shout out to mike brunleib uh i hated this movie (laughs) hated 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 i don't i can't even tell you it was like so fake to me I don't know. If you really liked it, please, you know what to do. Send me that email. Send me that text. Send me that DM. Whatever you want to do. But this movie, to me, especially compared to all of the rich and interesting stories and all of the other movies on Mm. this list, was so boring. It was like a movie that should have been made in the 90s. 
kind of wild that this was an Aaron Sorkin film because it to me it didn't have the same like crack to the Bite. dialogue that other Sorkin projects have there was no zip to it mm-hmm. uh, yeah I don't know it just felt a little mundane and then you couldn't get past a bunch <laughs> of the performances individually um and by a bunch I mean just Jeremy Strong yeah because Jeremy Strong if anybody knows me they know I love Succession mm-hmm. and he plays Kendall Roy on Succession we'll rank all the Succession characters in a future episode um Roman's winning uh no just kidding greg is come on let's be real um but jeremy strong i love you but you can only be kendall roy from here on out and that's on me my other yeah uh, that is on you because that's acting whatever but a lot of people do feel that way about a lot of different people but that wasn't my only issue with the movie i'll also say that i think it's so weird that this movie is put in original screenplay categories because the whole thing (laughs) is based on trial transcripts and i know there's rules or whatever to like qualify for adapted and original but like this is not an original story it is a it is a history lesson and it's based on trial transcripts if there was only one movie in the bunch that the two of us were allowed to or were not allowed to recommend if we had to say seven of these you have to watch and you only are allowed to not watch one of them it would be the trial of chicago seven i did not feel the same way nia did i felt really strongly i just thought it was fine um but yeah i don't know i thought sasha baron cohen was great i thought yaya abdul mateen was great he was great and he didn't get nominated for diddly he was the only person who was remotely convincing Mm, sure yeah okay eddie redmayne asleep (laughs) all right whatever well i wouldn't say eddie redmayne was asleep i would say eddie redmayne was doing some fucking jared leto (sighs) bullshit trying to i don't even know what he was in a completely different movie than everybody else Jared Leto is the villain of this <laughs> podcast. Quick, you better run before he gets you in his cult. Is he an actor or a singer, Jared Leto? We hate Jared Leto. We live in a society. Okay, so that, <laughs> we, without even talking about Minari, we believe Minari will advance <laughs> past trial. Also, in general, I think I would... Uh, guess Minari would move on in this. I hope so. I, I, my fear here is that people have seen Trial because it's on Netflix, mm-hmm. and they haven't seen Minari because you have to pay for it. Yeah, Minari's PVOD. And uh, you know, I'm. It, it's a fear because I love Minari. Yeah. Not, but it's a very you know it's a very real question of accessibility. And in a time when no, nobody can go to the movie theater, it's incredible that all these movies weren't available to. Uh, on like subscription platforms i think that's crazy i know distribution deals you know that's sort of all out of our hands yeah but um but should we move on to minari yes please let's talk about minari directed by lee isaac chun so minari was the last one that we saw we saw it just a few days ago yeah um so the first one against our last one that we saw yeah interesting uh i loved minari it was different than i thought it was gonna be Mm -hmm. um it was really moving. It's, I'm going to say it's kind of like, it's a happy movie. It's it's hap- It's one of the happier movies on the list. Yeah, I think so. In, um, a, in, a, in a year of eight absolute bummers. 
this one wasn't as much of a bummer as yes all of the others and uh you know we we trent and i love steven yoon mm-hmm. but um let's face it alan kim is the star of this movie yes alan kim plays steven yoon's young son in the movie his it's, name's david it's a little yeah he's very cute he's adorable he's great in the film it's honestly a little tough to talk about it without giving away too much i think because my notion going in was that it was about a korean family immigrating from korea to Mm -hmm. um america To to arkansas but it was uh so much more than that and it um yeah, it's really about the American dream for all people. And yeah. I don't know. It's It was really good. It was very powerful. It's it about, was, and it's like, above all, like, it's about a family. Yeah. Great, fun family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And also some really powerful, not fun family dynamics. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a really great movie. I think it's beautifully shot. Oh. This was one that we were saying, if we got to see this in a theater on a big screen... Yes. Would have enhanced the viewing experience. There are a lot of like land shots, just like beautiful lush landscape with like gorgeous score underneath it. And Mm -hmm. every time those transitions happened, I was like, I wish I was in a dark room and a big screen and surround sound like this would be incredible. I'd feel like I was in Arkansas with this family. Yeah. And any of you football movie fans will know that earlier when nia said left side strong side that is a reference to remember, <laughs> remember the, the titans, titans. <laughs> and in remember the titans uh will Patton is in it as coach yost and will Patton is also in minari yes. he's he's great but you know it's an opportunity for us to say yost he's taking he's allen taking out. allen out yost <laughs> shut up girl <laughs> Hayden Penetier is the girl, mm-hmm. uh, the object of and, that. Sense. And Alan is Ryan Gosling. Okay, let's talk about Remember the Type. Just kidding. No, okay. Uh, one day we so, will, but oh man, a great movie. So that brings us to the left side semifinal. We is Judas and the Black Messiah versus Minari. Minari. I think Judas is going to take this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. On my personal ranking, I'm pretty sure I had Minari third and Judas fourth. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it that wasn't like. I wasn't like it needs to be above well, Judas. It I was also, like, I guess I'd be fine if Judas yeah. won, and I think it will win. You know, I hate to say it, for the most part, a lot of these movies, I left being like, that was a good movie, mm-hmm. but I don't have strong feelings, negative or positive, about most of them. The ones I think we have our strongest feelings are are on the other side of the bracket, and we will talk about those. But yeah, this whole left side, I think both of us, for the first three, are just kind of like, these are good. Yeah. And then for trial, I'm like, that's fine. And you hated it. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, it's just a like, it was a good They year. were all good, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a weird year. It's a weird year. Such a bizarre year. Okay, so the official prediction will be Judas and the Black Messiah in the final. Judas is in the final, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but Minari, great movie. Absolutely check it out. That's another thing, too, is since Judas was on HBO Max and Minari's PVOD, more accessibility. You're right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
that takes us to the right side of the bracket. Here we go. The two seed, the Here father. Here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're about to get into it. <laughs> the two seed, the father, versus the seven seed, Nomadland. Now, I will say, I was surprised a little bit to see Judas having the highest average yeah. of all these movies. Mm-hmm. I was even more surprised to see Nomadland have the second lowest. Yeah. And I think I was even more surprised to see The Father and Sound of Metal have the second and third because those felt like nobody's talking about them. And a little spoiler alert, I guess, here we loved both of them. They were our top two. Yeah. Um, Sound of Metal and The Father. Yes. Were our top two movies. So let's start with Nomadland, the seven-seated Nomadland. Let's do it. Available for your viewing pleasure on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, an absolute bummer of a movie. It's a bummer. But another beautifully shot yeah. film. Would have been great in the theater as well. Francis McDormand stars, directed by Chloe Zhao. And um, the rest of the cast, outside of David Strathairn, the rest of the main cast are not they're, actors. They're yes, they're real, real people. people. It's This was one of my complaints about the movie, was it was more of a documentary starring Frances McDormand. Yes. And in addition to that, I think that if you've seen Chloe Zhao's other two movies, Songs My Brother Taught Me and The Writer, you'd go, yes, mm-hmm. that's what Chloe Zhao does. Well, Chloe Zhao's follow-up to Nomadland is going to be Marvel's The Eternals. I have no clue so... what that's going to look like because her three movies, the two I just mentioned in Nomadland, literally take place in the middle of nowhere america Mm -hmm. and use real people as actors and it it, all three of them and i just have no clue what her marvel movie is going to look like i'm excited to see though i love her yeah i think she's a really unique storyteller yeah um and those other two movies were she wrote and she uh, she wrote this too but it was adapted from a, a a nonfiction book yeah um well we had different opinions on Nomadland. Yeah, I wasn't a super big fan of it. And I it honestly, based on everything I've been reading, it seems like it's kind of the front runner right now. As of April 7th, what's today? April 19th. It seems that that is the front runner, front runner to actually win the Academy Award for Best Picture this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. Like... Truly, like I said earlier, I think the only movie I'd be mad about if it won was Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even hate that movie, you know? Aaron Sorkin does not need another Oscar. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, this was a good movie. And honestly, I could see it beating The Father because it's on Hulu. Father's on PVOD, number one. Oh, in our... In our bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in our bracket. Number one. And number two, I I just, you know, I don't think people are out here watching The Father. Unless you're a person listening to this who is an absolute uh, Oscar head, which, uh, fingers crossed, hope you are. That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, But that's what I'm, that's that's where I'm at right now, personally. Yeah. yeah. I think Nomadland's going to advance. I think so. I think people like Chloe. I think it's her year. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'll complain a little bit about Frances McDormand and say that this is, I mean, Frances is good at one thing and it's this character, you yeah. know, and she's really good at it. Um, but it reminded, her performance really reminded me of her character in 
Three Billboards, mm. which was fantastic. I know some people didn't like that movie, but I really liked it. Um, and I thought she was great in it. Nomadland, I thought was really good. Um, I liked it more than Trent. But I will say, right after I watched it, I was like, this is the best one. Mm. And I think it was the fourth one that we watched. Um, yeah. And then with with each movie after that, mm-hmm. it kept falling down my list. Yep. Um, so I don't know. You know, I don't know what staying power means. I don't know if it means anything. Yeah. But I do think that Nomadland will... Uh, will proceed to the final even if I think that the father segue mm-hmm. is better. Yeah, No Man Land is soft. It's quiet. It's beautiful. It's hard. It's hard a to it's watch, a tough but, watch. It is a tough watch. But it it is I think undeniably a good movie. Um, the father. <laughs> that's my ride or die right there. People. I. This. Is a journey. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins stars as a man with some type of memory loss going on, whether it's dementia or or Alzheimer's. It's never really clearly stated. I I, I don't even want to talk about this too much. I just want you to go see this movie. I agree because I think part of it, the strength of this movie mm-hmm. was me going into it thinking it was going to be one thing, and it being something completely different yeah i think that really enhanced my viewing experience yes and you know i think we'll just move on from there we think nomad land's gonna advance over the father the father was my second choice the father is my very close second choice yeah the father is my number one pick for movie of the year if if it wins the academy award i i'd be very happy and you know where i think everybody in the world is rooting for chadwick boseman yes um but man, Anthony Hopkins was really good in this movie. Anthony Hopkins was great in this movie. And speaking of great movie with a great lead man. So was Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal. <laughs> yes, the number three seeded Sound of Metal versus the number six seed Promising Young Woman. To me, this is the marquee matchup if, of the opening round of our bracket. If people have seen both of these movies, they are... I'll go... I mean, I loved The Father, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there's some other... I have love for more of these movies. These two were the most original stories on this list for me. Totally. I totally agree. They are... Sound of Metal has the best arc, which is why it's my number one. I think it's like a perfect movie. Promising Young Woman, twist after turn. It is... I mean, the father is kind of the same way, but like Promising Young Woman is Mm -hmm. eight different genres. It, It. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about Sound of Metal first because I think Sound of Metal, which is available on Amazon Prime, Promising Young Woman, a PBOD movie, I actually think there's more buzz for Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be our time to talk about Sound of Metal. Okay. Sound of Metal is my movie of the year. And it came out in 2019, so... You know, so who knows what's going? Who knows on. what's going on? Riz Ahmed. I mean, you know me, longtime listener, first time caller for Riz Ahmed. <laughs> I, I literally loved him in uh, Nightcrawler, which is an underrated film. I don't know why it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's about a drummer who loses his hearing, mm-hmm. which I think is like the tagline. Yeah. But um, so that's that's it. But it's yeah. just about how he deals with it, and it's like if I don't know if you thought about like mm, this will probably be how it ends up. Like you could probably guess the ending, but yeah. it just like is so. It's a great ride. So good. Such a good ride. It's so it's interesting because it is a movie about loss, but not how we not the loss. I feel like oftentimes these movies are about the loss of a loved one or something, mm-hmm. and that's not what that is. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting it's like a to rebirth. watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's interesting to watch the grieving process for something that isn't another human being. Yes. It's really good. It's so good. And Riz is so good. And is his name Paul Rachie? Mm-hmm. Paul Rachie. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He's so He's wonderful great. in it. I, I I don't know what else to say. It's just good. Go see Sound of Metal. Yes. And I forgot to mention, Father was directed by Florian Zeller. This Sound of Metal was directed by Darius Martyr. And Sound of Metal has been in, I don't know if you know this, it's been in development hell for several years. Oh, This has I been like 10 years in the making. It's very good. If you have Amazon Prime Video, I would recommend giving it a watch. Please. Highly. You, you know, you don't have to pay for it if you've got Amazon already. I need to talk to, uh, and you're right, like, I'm not hearing the buzz about Sound of Metal and I don't know why. It's uh, yeah, I I don't really understand. Maybe because it's been out for so long. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to yeah. grasp at straws here for, for a reason as to why that would be. If you like it, please, like, let's talk about it because I need to talk about it with yeah. somebody. It's a great movie. I love it. Another great movie, our sixth seed, Promising Young Woman, directed by Emerald Fennell, starring Carrie Mulligan, just... If Sound of Metal has a vibe, this has the opposite vibe. Yeah. <laughs> this was like, I think you said twist after twist, turn after turn. Oh, man. I mean, this was a roller coaster. I, and honestly, it didn't necessarily scream best picture to me. Yeah. But it screamed kick-ass movie. Great movie. Fun time. Fun time. Wild. It was just wild. It, it was great. I really liked it. This also, and I think we talked about this as we were watching it, the casting in this movie is superb because mm-hmm. yes. all of the men in the movie are men that I would say are generally well-liked by the pop- by the public. Yes. And and to have them all play... Kind of dirtbag men. Carrie, Carrie Mulligan plays a character who is on a revenge tour adjacent, I would say, of... Um, trying to get back at men who are sleazy and mean she, to women. This is in the trailer, so this is not a spoiler. Okay. She goes home with men and pretends that she's drunk. Right. And when they start uh, assaulting her, she is like, what are you doing? And sort of loses Snaps her drunk. Snaps the reality. Yeah, and like kind of freaks them out. That's all yeah. in the trailer, so I don't think that's a spoiler. But right. it's like Adam Brody... Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham Sam Richardson, yeah, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, <laughs> Max Green, Max Greenfield, like all these men that like everybody absolutely adores, mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> it's just the the cat. I think that is so such powerful casting. Yes, and I I said this when we watched it. I think it's a great movie, and I think it goes from like great movie to 
like excellent the last 20 minutes are like i think a great movie ends where it ends and then the 20 minutes after that are like we're on a fucking trip to crazy town here it's incredible it's i mean by the end you're gonna be like Ugh. yeah loved it who uh okay so we think we've got promising young woman versus nomadland here yeah what are you thinking i think nomadland just because the other three or i guess not sound of metal but promising young woman is a pvod as well mm-hmm. so if you didn't pay to see it you didn't see it yeah i agree i think so i agree then in the final we've got judas and nomadland our official prediction for this week will be judas and the black messiah versus nomadland in the finals and i think judas and the black messiah will take it i hope so i think you know what i was gonna say i think nomadland will win but i think among our listeners i mm. think judas will win well and i that's what i would want to win against yeah. uh in that matchup yeah me as well so we're saying judas prove us wrong <laughs> or prove us right <laughs> it doesn't have to be that right come for me we can all work together um i think that about wraps it up we'll have the results for you on friday shall we break down how to vote nia yeah are you signaling for me to talk about that no nope. i think i know how to oh okay you usually do it oh okay but let me give it a try. Yeah, give it a try. Okay, so if you would like to vote. <laughs> I usually do it. We've had two prior episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, oh, see, all the elements of voting are blasting through my head at the same time, and I'm, I don't know which one to barf out first. If you would like to vote, please visit our webpage, which is thetridentnetwork.com slash the-turny-pod. And on there will be a little button that's like, vote here. or vote like now. Vote now. Okay. I believe is what it says. We're, we're in a two-click system. Yes. Which is known. We know. We're, again, if this is if this is the first podcast as far as you're listening to, we're sorry. You have to click twice in order to get to the voting center. This is like if you live in Pennsylvania, this is the secrecy envelope. Oh, my God. It's not. We're not voting. Skip right past that. Let's go. Keep Why would I say that? Keep Whatever. That was so stupid. Okay, so you click on that button, and then it takes you to a Google Doc. And in that Google Doc is a link to... Well, the Google Doc is the vote center. Right, the Google Doc is the vote center. It's fancy. It's fun. There's lots of colors. And the link will be to that day's poll. So Mm -hmm. I think today, Monday, the 19th, and tomorrow, the 20th, Mm -hmm. will be the quarterfinals voting. And then Wednesday, the 21st, we'll do the semifinals voting. Yep. And then Thursday, the 22nd, will be the finals voting. Yep. And then on Friday, we give you the results on our Friday follow-up pod. Yeah. Did I do? Did I get everything? Yeah, I think that was great. You if can you... also find the Vote Center link on all of our social media mm-hmm. accounts. Um, and then we'll probably post it. I mean, you'll be able to find it. It'll be in the show notes. Yes. Yes, the link to vote is in the show notes as well. If you want that, go to our website or any of our social media, which is all at the Turney Pod uh, to vote. And that's right. You've got um, the quarterfinals open till Tuesday. We'll do the semifinals on Wednesday, the finals on Friday. So you got three chances to vote, three days to vote. Stay engaged throughout the week. If you have thoughts, send us dms on any of our social media accounts or leave comments anywhere over there Mm -hmm. um and of course 
you can email us at the tournament podcast at gmail.com either about this maybe if you have thoughts on movies we'd love to hear your thoughts on on the movies mm-hmm. um you know like i said we liked all eight of them except for <laughs> ironically we like seven of these movies and the last one was the trial of the eighth movie and then <laughs> uh or I if you have eighth movie. <laughs> if you have an idea or, or a, a, a tournament that you want to see in the future you want us to do in the future email us uh, that idea at the tournament podcast at gmail.com and one final thing of course we are not voting in this we don't vote in this we didn't vote we really don't and we won't vote so you gotta vote otherwise there will be no winner and one final thing for me aaron sorkin tell me why you deserve this tell me aaron sorkin look me in the eye and tell me that trial of the chicago seven was your best work because you won't be able to wow absolute shots fired that's a challenge that's the challenge mtv's the challenge mtv's the challenge oh my god we didn't even talk about the challenge this week it's on my mind the whole time well now the show's over this week is the challenge finale so oh yeah wednesday night 8 p.m on mtv this free publicity make sure make sure you tune in to the season finale of mtv's the challenge season 36 double agents yes we're out here this is a anyone but this is an anyone but fessy household (laughs) yes this is also a team las vegas household go leroy and nani uh okay that's it that's it great job oh and uh (laughs) we're gonna shake hands (laughs) uh, remember may May the the thing thing with with the the most votes win easy peasy Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and also appreciated. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio, and the theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Friday to find out who won the Best 2021 Oscars Best Pick Nominee Tournament.